And what if I wasn't do, do, doing and just allowing? You know, it's one of them is kind of a softening into, whereas the other one, I think doers or even high achievers, which is your concept here, it's a, it's a mode. And you can recognize when you're in that mode. So what, if, what would it be to step out of that and discover what else is possible? All right, welcome back, everybody, to the High Performance Happiness Podcast. I am your humble host, Brian Sharp. I want to thank everybody again for supporting us. If you're checking us out for the first time, welcome. We hope you uh, enjoy the ride. If uh, you've been part of the crew that's helping us get this off the ground, I am super grateful and uh, just quite surprised. The, the response has been phenomenal. So um, quick background, how we ended up here. I spent the last, you start doing the math now and it starts scaring me, but uh, I did the math 25 years, 25 years building teams and companies. And through that journey, seeking and struggling with this concept of balance uh, as it relates to business. Uh, if you look at the the bookshelf behind me, it's its all stuff between the ears. So I've dedicated this, this podcast to helping fellow executives and entrepreneurs, other high performers in any area of life or business that want to achieve better results, but also live better lives. So we get into the good stuff. We talk about the hard stuff, everything from beating burnout or managing stress, or how do you scale a company, but still work in that elusive self-care I get the opportunity to bring in experts and thought leaders and what I would call practitioners, people who are doing the work and doing some of their best work um, to share how they're doing it and get the strategies and tips and tools that can help all of us feel and be our best. So I really, if, you're, if you've arrived here today and you've hit a wall or you're running up the hill, we welcome you wherever you're at on that journey. And we're going to explore this craziness here together. And I'm glad you're here. So tonight, I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to share a friend with you. And um, well, for, let me just introduce you. So Jennifer Novak-Landers, welcome to the show. We're glad you're here. Welcome. Yay. Thank you. Yay. Lots of yays tonight. So Yes. I've known it's, I didn't do this math, but it's been at least a decade uh, that I've been in and around you in some way. Is that about right? Somewhere in that range? Right? I think it's about right. 2010, yeah. 20, yeah. 2009 comes to mind. So, yeah. Something like that. Yep. So, yeah. uh, so I, I am, uh, I've learned a lot from you and, and uh, I've benefited a lot from the work you've done. And I'm excited to share that with the audience. So I want to give a little bit of background first. Um, and we're not on video tonight, so she won't be blushing because she'll, she'll want to move through this quickly. But I think it's important for a couple of reasons. One is to understand her area of expertise, but also um, it's context. I think it's important for us to understand you know, each of our guests and where they're at in their life and business. So background-wise, important to note, right? You've owned a painting studio. You had 20 years in sales and business development. Uh, you've done training, facilitation, you lead events and retreats for business groups and women. So you've, you've got that whole, what did you call it? I think you call it your, your 
pantyhose and briefcase era. Is that the right phrase that you have? <laughs> yeah. That's not my phrase. That was yours, I think. Right? I do. I have I have referred to that. You know, the briefcase and pantyhose here. Briefcase and pantyhose. Prancing around. And there you, you know, go. But you did it and you have that experience and you were very good at it. But that led to kind of the next part of your your journey as a certified life coach and uh, and a great one at that. She's got oodles of awards you can see on our website, but launched the practice fully expressed potential back in 2005. So it's over 15 years. Congratulations. And that's Thank you. you speak, you coach, you write, you facilitate groups. Uh, you get the high honor of being selected uh, just a few years ago um, to serve as a life coach at the uh, Chopra Center. Is that correct as well? Yeah, Chopra. That's been a Chopra. Really Sorry, I always say that wrong. Yeah. And, and then... Um, Author two books. I remember the first one being launched, Fully Express Living. You were at the party. Yes. I was at the party, yep. yeah. I got a signed yeah. copy on my shelf right here. Oh, that's and, great. Uh, and then your guided meditation coloring book. So, which was like before coloring books were cool. You were, you've been, you've been a trendsetter. So. <laughs> exactly. You've done a lot of stuff. So first, just congratulations on all the, the <sighs> success of your books and your coaching practice and the impact you've made. And again, just to thank you, I think you've, uh, you've definitely made an impact on me and, and I'll, you know, probably touch on there's some, some highs and lows in my life where I, I was around you and you've seen probably some of my better and worst moments. So, um, mm. so I, I appreciate you being here to, to help us guide through some of this high performance happiness concept. So, um, good. What a fun yeah. introduction. Yeah. yeah. So it was cool when I asked you to be here. One of the things I appreciate about you put me on my toes immediately, right? And we were like, well, what, should, what, what could we, because we could talk about so much stuff. And, right. uh, and, and I thought you, you had some ideas about where to go with it. But just first, kind of where are you at right now? You've had this like super cool journey. Where and where, where would you say that that you're at right now in, in that journey in your life and your business and all that? What's what's it like for you right now? Yeah, I I love thinking about that. Even from just preparing to come in, knowing this was our conversation, yeah. and what came to me first was that big distinction between who am I being and what am I doing, hmm. because that really just nails down that I'm much more in a chapter in my life about focusing and valuing who I get to be. You know, there's that old fun quote, you know, we're supposed to be human beings, not human doings. You've heard that, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a place for me now as an entrepreneur that it's, you know, it's about, oh, what is my experience going to be? What am I choosing and creating for my life and for others, right? That has me being uh, what what brings me joy and happiness and and fun. Mm. And I can compare that to earlier on my path where it was more about the doing. And then that yeah. has so much conversation around it. Like you said, between the ears about, mm. am I doing enough? Am I doing mm. it good enough? Am I, should I do more? What about, you know, it's the do, do, do. Mm. So, uh, I'm celebrating this space of, of focusing on the being and what that does is, is just opening more into. So what comes from that? How am I allowing things to manifest right in my life rather than 
you know, pushing toward them to manifest. I love it. This will be so much fun. All right. We're getting after right now, right away. So let me ask you this though. How did that, because you and I have talked about that topic. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and just sit on the couch now, but but the doing versus being right. And, and uh, so I guess two questions there. One, is that something you think about you're, you're a very intentional person. Mm-hmm. Is it something you think about often? Um, and also I'm curious how that transition occurred for you to where you went from the primary doer to the primary being. From the doer to the beer. From the doer right? to the beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have uh how about a how about a good little story about I how that really that. took roots for me. Um, it was a point on my path where I had become newly a single mom mm-hmm. and realized it's time to start making lots of money here. And mm-hmm. I was, I was going to reinvent myself as an entrepreneur, you know, with my little three-year-old along my side. Right. Right. So, um, I'd gone to a, I guess a business building workshop at the time I had come off of a pretty successful run painting murals full time. That was when I was owning the art studio and doing the murals. So I thought, okay, here I am. I'm going to do, I want to, I'm going to figure out what happens so that I can double my income. That was my goal. Okay. And so in this workshop, they had offered a session with a coach at the time. Didn't even know there was a thing called coaching. I thought, whatever this coach does, great. And he better figure out how to show me what to do to double my income. Right. (laughs) That was my mindset. Let's go here. Let's go, go, go. Got something to do. Yeah. So I get on this uh, coaching call and um, I'm ready to, you know, and I tell him up front, how about just five things? Give me the five top things that I need to start doing. (laughs) See that word, right? So that I can double my income. Well, what happens is I'm getting, I'm getting asked to follow a guided meditation and to let my intuition come through and see if that's the wisdom that I need to double my income. So you can imagine the humor. I thought, are you kidding me right now? (laughs) Suddenly I'm now wasting my time. You need the five steps, dude. Let's go. Yeah, dude, let's go. (laughs) So I do it. I'm in a place of trust. I decide to go through it. So in this meditation, I've got a pretty good intuition and I'm learning to love it and honor it more and more every time. But in this meditation, I see myself at an easel paint doing paintings on canvas. Hmm. And I thought, Oh, (laughs) this is funny. Really? Like I'm trying to figure out how to make money painting murals and, and I'm, and I'm now doing easel paintings. Great. Hmm. So I get done with the meditation and I tell him about that, letting him know this is definitely not working. So, he challenged me really big and uh, to follow it, to trust that intuition, because mm. what if I did do that? And then he did, he asked the typical coaching question. So what would be your goal <laughs> if you were to act on this? So I of course thought, well, this better be a good goal. And I challenged myself to make three paintings in a month. Mm. And so I did it. I just kind of took it on. Like, what do I have to lose here? So then uh, after finishing three paintings, just for me at an easel, it was a a cool experience. And I had scheduled to attend another one of those um, great weekend seminars Mm -hmm. with some friends. And I decide, hey, I'm just going to bring these paintings to the seminar. 
So I go to the seminar and there's cocktail hour in one of the shared hotel rooms of, you know, people that I knew. And so everybody's there having a great time. And this woman noticed my paintings. I'd never met her before. And she comes up to me and strikes a conversation. She says, you know, I'm an author. I've been looking for an illustrator of my children's book. I really like your paintings. They're, they're calling to me for some reason. So long story short, we signed a contract for her children's book that, wait for it, doubled my income. <laughs> that is great. I love that rest, story. And the rest is history, right? The rest is history. Yes. But it's, it's what I love about your background because I think uh, you weren't always, I mean, I think I know you as one version of yourself, but you were, you were more of a doer, right? And it's hard for even me to imagine you in that spot, but you've, you've made that, that shift without yeah. sacrificing. That's kind of what our theme is here. This isn't all about doing. It's, it's actually about not sacrificing that happiness and joy. And you've figured out a way to couple the two things together. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that a fair way to put it? Absolutely. And I would even want to take the concept of sacrifice out of there. What if it's mm. a journey of discovering, right? Mm. What, what is the formula that really does work? You know, in my story, the formula being surrendering to intuitive wisdom and and being willing to trust a journey that you're getting nudged toward and hold a vision for yourself that it's going to manifest your goal. Mm. And then it and then it does. And then you just can keep keep up that momentum and rhythm and yeah. build on it. Yeah. And so segue back around to where we started that story being almost 20 years ago now, right? Right. Is something that I continue to root from. It's my anchor. It's like, okay, what is my intuition telling me in this? And what if I wasn't do, do, doing and just allowing? Hmm. You know, it's one of them is kind of a softening into, whereas the other one, I think doers or even high achievers, which is mm-hmm. your concept here, it's a it's a mode. Mm. And you can recognize when you're in that mode. So what if what would it be to step out of that and discover what else is possible? I love it. You and you're intentional about a lot of things, but language, right? That's mm-hmm. you're My, politely correcting yeah. me, but you're, you're actually getting me to think about dif- words differently instead of sacrifice. It's discovery, right? It's such, yes, so, it's such not, a powerful yeah. thing. Doing versus yeah. allowing. Can you give, yeah. give me yeah. an example of, of, you know, yeah. Cause our, our audience are, we can consider ourselves high performers. Probably it, we probably align more with the doer. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to allow. What's the <laughs> difference when you watch someone doing versus allowing, or or if you are that person? Like, help me understand that or visualize that a bit. Yeah, and you're talking just to clarify. You're talking about just what is the real distinction between yeah yeah exactly. the, the doing and the allowing, right? Yeah, just conceptually. Right. I think my favorite piece of that would be uh, ego. You know, that voice, not, not the, the proud ego, but the voice within that is so caught up in um, what matters in terms of accomplishment, right? What I think I need. My ego thinks it knows what I need, right? Yeah. 
my ego is driven by fear, right? Because that's just what the ego is. Because is. on the other side of it, <laughs> right? We don't need right. to dig into that. If we'll just compare to the, on the allowing, mm -hmm. it's qualities like trust and connection. Mm -hmm. If you want to bring any spirituality into it, it's, it can be in, in many versions of spirituality, trusting mm -hmm. God, believing in your faith, um, knowing that, you know, your, or, or your higher self isn't your ego, right? Yeah. And so the allowing would hold those energies versus the doing would hold the controlling and the fear-based, you know, thinking and actions and uh, all of that soup, mm. right? <laughs> Does that it's make sense? It's a messy sense? soup, yes. It's a messy yes. soup, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I just want to like pause and use another cooking term, Mar let that marinate for everybody for a minute because I think <laughs> – yeah. I I reached out to you during one of my lower points mm -hmm. at, where I had one of my biggest decisions to make mm. and and was not in a good place. I was not in a place to receive or listen or I just I was so wound up, but I was reaching out to a small group of people to seek help and you as a coach were one of those people. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the things I remember from that conversation, even though I was not in a good place and frankly, a bit embarrassed about the place I was at, but I'm, you know, I was, that's why I was asking for help. Right. But uh, one of the things I do really remember is that sense of, of discovery, I guess you could say like that there is another way, the doing versus allowing. And I hope that it, people are listening that are have are either there or have been there where, you know, you just get so wound up and it takes stepping away from that to go, okay, wait a minute. This isn't the, there's not option a and option a there's like a few yeah. different paths here. And I think you do a really nice job of opening that, that world up. Uh, and, and even for me in a very difficult time, it was something I, I remember, um, and uh, it was, it's powerful. It's powerful. Mm. But it, it takes some work though, too, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always the good work. And yeah, I remember it too. And yeah. as just as I'm able to do, I could sense you were in a gripped place, mm -hmm. but you also were trying to hold, you know, yourself Yeah. in that, in that space, you know, you didn't, open up the session with, you know, just so you know, I'm in a really bad place. I'm freaked <laughs> out. I'm totally scared. I don't know what to do. You know, oh, no way. No, <laughs> See? I, yeah. No, the, Which, the ego took front row and center there for sure. So yeah, maybe um, you should teach us all what the difference is between ego. I, well, that's why we're soul. here. We're, we're, yeah. we're, I am exploring that and getting there. I get, I get little glimpses and you get to live in it. And that's, that's the progress I'm making, yeah. but it's, it's right good. on, um, right on. Good. Let me ask you this. You, you know, like uh, myself, you work with executives, you work with creatives, you work with all kinds of people. What do you mm -hmm. see? It's interesting because I see you from both ends. I see you as a as an expert in the industry, but I also see you as a as a great example of someone who has this balance. I'll use the word. I know everybody loves to banter around with that. But mm -hmm. one of the things you talk a, a little bit about is you help people get results in challenging areas of their lives. What are the 
what are the challenges? There's the obvious challenges right now in the world, but what are people really struggling with that, that are coming to you mo- most often? If you were to characterize it in one or two groups of challenges, what, what are you seeing mm-hmm. out there? Yeah, I, I, I'm clear on this one. It's, it's the challenges of how are we talking to ourselves? Hmm. Because like you said, I, I could have a variety of conversations with a variety of different people, you know, an executive, an artist, whatever. And it's not about the content of the conversation. Obviously, in a coaching session, it's about something that's challenging, right? Or something that needs to be grown through. But the bottom line of all of it seems to be, what are you telling yourself about it? Hmm. Because that's what's limiting you. That's what's in the way for you. And so we're all at different places of how aware we are of, of what we're telling ourselves. But once, so to answer your question even more specifically, once I, I might invite someone to look at that, well, what are you telling yourself about that? Then the conversation turns into, oh, well, you know, uh, you can choose, you can see it differently. How, how do you want to get through this based on the way you want to take care of your own thoughts? Mm-hmm. And that, is that it? What are you, what are you hearing there? I'm hearing a lot of truth in there. I, and, okay. and when you ask questions, when you say you invite people to respond, it's, mm-hmm. it's a difficult, uncomfortable question when you're all wound up and someone yes. asks you, well, what are you telling yourself about that? You don't, you don't have that yeah. lens on most of the time. That's my experience. You're like, yeah, wait, I am doing that. It, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think now this makes me think of something I think really relevant to, you know, this high performer concept that you're mm-hmm. putting out is, you know, if you're going to be a smart achieving person, um, then you, you, your brain has a capacity to hold and think about a lot and, and you're doing a lot in the world and you're being a lot. And so as a coach, I've come a long way with my willingness to ask those questions Mm. or let me say invite (laughs) right (laughs) in a big way also, because, Mm. you know, I've had to ask myself, am I serving by, you know, the whole going along with, or the easy nudging, or, you know, I would much rather call it out, call it to the carpet. Yeah. Um, that, that just requires me to be detached from anything other than I'm just here to get to the truth with this person. No, that's, that's fair. And I think that's the good work that Mm -hmm. we, we want to carry away from these conversations. I hope is you, you learn a tool or a resource or your awareness to, Mm -hmm. to do that work in the moment. What it was interesting when we were first chatting about this and even the way you're referencing high performer, I, I can hear you like, you're hinting you're, 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 there's, some, there's a layer there you want to get to that we were chatting yeah. about. I'm and, hinting and, at and I, and I'm going to invite you to do that. So this yeah. is why, why I also knew I had no idea where we would go today. Right. Yeah. So when I, you know, I think of a high performer, part of my vision of it is it's not part of my breakthrough four or five years ago was being challenged in front of a room of my peers 
to basically stop whining about not having time to do the things I love or be at home or be in good health or all these things, but apply that doer mentality to my relationship with my family and my kids and the charity work I want to do. And, and so, mm-hmm. so I see it as a, as my son and I refer to it as, is like a good superpower, but you, you challenged with an interesting question, which is the story behind being a high performer and it, and it isn't aligned with happiness. And I've never thought about it that way mm-hmm. um, that, that those things could be in conflict too. So tell me a little bit about what you're, how yeah. you were thinking about that. Yeah, here's my here's my stir up the pot part. Right? <laughs> That's okay. Really Bring it. Get some. Let Let's look at the different facets here. Like, what yeah. can we discover? Yeah. So at at first, when I noticed I was kind of opposing this. High. Wait a second. High performance, happiness in the same sentence. What's going on here? <laughs> so I at so at foundational, I see high performance as a choice. Mm. It's not a quality. It's a, it's a way or it's a choice and happiness is different from that. And then I took it a little further and I thought, okay, high performance is about what happens externally, you know, what we're, what we're achieving or, or again, even back to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And those are choices. And then happiness is internal. So now I'm seeing this this construct where you know it's trying to put an external experience together with an internal one and then and then dancing with that, right? Yeah. yeah. And when I talk about, you know, the way we have our self-talk or the stories that we're telling ourselves, right? If we if a person is choosing high performance, like I said, it's a choice to be a high performer, right? Mm-hmm then what's the story behind that? Yeah. Are you going to discover something like, well, you know, I'm not valuable if I'm not high performing mm-hmm. or my, my value comes from being a high performer because if I'm not, I'm blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a common and those are, that's important work you need to do on both sides of that fence. I love that you see those are, internal and external, because that is, that is the dance or the struggle or the wrestle or the, or the, or the beauty of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Is figuring out how they can dance together. But Mm -hmm. I love that you are challenging us to make sure we do the work on both sides of those. Yeah. And so I would ask, you know, what about you? Are are you chasing happiness Mm. through your high performer behaviors? Yeah, it's a good question. And I, I, I'm going to, I'll shift mm-hmm. to a short story on that. Okay. Where I went to a mentor of mine uh, two, three years ago and trying to work through some stuff. And um, as most great mentors do, they listen and then they don't give you shit for advice. They just <laughs> ask you really hard <laughs> questions. And he asked me some question, right? Like, you know, are, are you, are you doing this or are you chasing happiness? And the moral of the story was, it was really about chasing happiness, you know, or not running from something, but running to something. Mm-hmm. I don't have an answer yet. I I'm figuring that out. Cause there's very much still a part of me wired where my value is, is with the doer. And that's something I'm trying to decouple over time. And that's a process for me. 
because mm-hmm. there's a part of me that enjoys that. I, I get a, a lot of joy from that level of effort. Mm-hmm. But there's also part of me that has always struggled with the conflict of what I've had to miss out on or not have in my life as a, as a result of that. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm still learning the answer to that. I don't have an answer to that yet. I'm trying to figure out how those things dance together. I believe they can. I mm-hmm. believe they can. Um, yeah, but, maybe a good place to start with that. Like that's a cool belief to have, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe start with, I'm curious, what part of high performance actually does make you happy? Mm. Mm. What comes to mind? Uh, help, helping, helping people. That's, I mean, that's the, the mantra, the title of the blog, Help and Hustle, right? I think the, I, yeah. my first value, I finally, finally, you'll be proud of me, finally did some really <laughs> deep values work. <laughs> help was the first word that I boiled everything down to. So Wait, did you I, did you high perform your values? Is that what you think? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I worked the heck at it. No, I uh you did. <laughs> I but but yeah, I think it enables me to help more people in more ways. Uh and that's in, in all areas of my life. But I don't want this to be about me, but I, I think that's a fair question for all of us to ask ourselves and I, and um, yeah and what yeah. I'm still still exploring for sure so I, that's why I wanted to have the conversation because I had not thought about it the way you were asking about it and I think that's yeah. really cool that's so really in cool. so in a broader context you know to to be in pursuit of where is this balance mm-hmm. or even if it's not a balance where can I discover for myself mm-hmm. how I how I am on this journey of yeah high performance is to ask yourself, oh, well, what part of high performance do I believe or think is actually making me happy? Right. Right. And then the other question about, you know, am I, am I, am I chasing happiness through my choice to be a high performer? Mm. Cause if I am, you know, if you can own that or you see that it exists in places, it doesn't mean it's your dominant thing. Or yeah. maybe it is, but it could, you yeah. know, those are just, I love, I love self-awareness moments. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. in that way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's that where you start nodding your head. Okay. Okay. How do you help people open up to that? And, and you, you know, what you did 20 years ago was brave, right? You were yeah, an definitely. executive and you were doing all the things you're supposed to do. And then this wonky situation lands in your lap and you're like, cool, I'll give it a go. Um, We're in a pretty distracted world and we have, you know, it's not gotten easier in terms of all the voices in your head and the things you say to yourself because of what we're surrounded with every day. How do you help? If someone right now is struggling with those questions, even figure out how to entertain them. Right. Mm -hmm. Forget being invited. Like how do you even, how do you even entertain questions? (laughs) Uh, right now in yeah. this world because it's scary and it's vulnerable and and um, yeah. and it feels almost counterproductive to a someone who's adopted that high performer mindset. Oh my gosh, you're well spoken. For me personally, uh, it's humor, and humor. I okay. use it. I use it. It's part of me. It's it's one of my. You know, if I if I high performed on identifying my my strengths, right? Uh-huh. Humor would be one of them. Yeah. And so yeah. I think maybe that's part of how I'm unique in my coaching is mm-hmm. that by humor, I mean, um, looking at ourselves a little lighter or mm-hmm. certainly, you know, picture, 
what happens with all of us human beings when we get presented with something that makes us feel super vulnerable mm. and we sort of constrict, right? We hold, we come in. It's like our, our, fit, our hands clench up mm. in a fist, right? So the humor, it just opens. It just creates some levity, hmm. you know, and I'll do it specifically like, wow, right? You know, right? Can you imagine the blah, 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 and I might give an analogy about what could be funny if something occurred in that way, right? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I think we all can agree that if there's a moment where we can laugh at ourselves, we're, we're, we're on our way home free, right? Yeah. No and doubt. so I've just learned and honed in on how to do that mm. with people without, you know, being... And then also, even if I don't do that, it's just making the discomfort okay. Hmm. Almost, almost just looking at well, your this is uncomfortable, and so that means it's good. Hmm. We're not going to get anywhere if you're not having an intense feeling about your process, yeah. right? Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, we can we can do hard things. We can do. I love that. Yes. That's a good one, isn't it? We need yeah, we can do hard things. things. Yeah. And for, we can and we can laugh and we can have fun yeah. with it. But it's you know, here I come with the willingness to ask the stir up the pot questions. And right. <laughs> that's where you're gonna find the good stuff. That is. Then that oh messy soup. There might be yeah. another book in here, Jen. I'm telling you, there might be another book in here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. What what happens? You know, a lot of the genesis for for me and the blog or and getting this podcast going is I'm trying to sort through all this stuff mm -hmm. is is when I hit walls. And I one of the things I've self-identified is I have cycles. I, I have um, certain cycles I go through on a quarterly basis almost and mm -hmm. and then in a two to three year basis. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm now more aware of them and trying to deconstruct how I get there and try and you know, uh, avoid that in some ways, but a lot of people just get stuck through burnout or, or, or they, they've arrived at that moment of discomfort. Um, what do you see working for people to get through that stress and pressure and anxiety that they it just, it seems to like all land at the same time. And so being just getting out of your comfort zone or getting uncomfortable is, is great, but what do you see actually carries people through that process when they're really struggling with these heavy questions or heavy moment in, in their life? How are they working through that burnout or that stress to that breakthrough that, that I know you're, you're so good at uncovering for people? Mm, yeah. Cause I hear you kind of setting up this question as if it's the intense part on the cycle, you know, mm. like if the cycle is a clock, you know, mm -hmm. every time right around four o'clock from four to six o'clock, <laughs> right? Yeah. Not on a daily basis, but even on a year or two year basis, right? Sure. Stretch it out. Sure. And so then you're asking when, when it's all piled in that one place, what do I do? Is that, mm. is that yeah. a fair way of yeah, the question? That's a fair way to put it. Yeah, because it, it, that's just the weird part of human life, right? Because why does everything happen at once? That kind mm. of thing. Yeah. Okay. What if the answer is, is to stop right there? And I know that whatever I'm going to say from this moment on in, in answering this question is easier said than done, isn't it? Mm -hmm. 
because I know for me, feeling pretty good that I've got some great skills and some and some well-worn tools that I know I'm are reliable for me. When I get into one of those periods, it's overwhelming. Yeah. But at you know, then there's the but, and I think this is, or the and, let's say, mm-hmm. where the nugget is, just just, ease, just stop, just allow, just look. If I, for me personally, if I can't see that there's a meaning to it, or that there's, that, that I can't rely on that there's a gift in it for me, even if I don't see it right then, right? If that I can know and trust, mm-hmm. there'll be a gift. And I think all of us have that capacity. So just the doing of that, just the paying attention to that. And so that's, I'm answering on two levels, what I do for me and also Mm -hmm. how I would support a client through that. Mm. You know, if somebody's deep in their story, uh, telling me how, how heavily something's piled on, right. I would say, okay, together, let's just stop for a minute and really look what, what might be the gift here. Hmm. let's pretend we jumped in the magic helicopter and we're, you know, (laughs) 10 fathoms above this and we're looking down and it's later, you know, now it's 10, 10 (laughs) o'clock. What are we seeing? Yeah. What do we want to see? Hmm. What might be, what's the glimpse of, you know, we can, we can quote the affirmations all day long. Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I say it with that funny, you know, skippy voice because it's also something to make fun of in a way, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also, yeah. So what if it's heavy? So what if it feels like you're, you know, buried and you're going to tip over? How do you want to notice it? How can you notice it differently? That's that's so key. I I joke, uh, not joke. I I guess it's it's one of those silly or. Uh, ironic life jokes that as you get older, you become more self-aware, whether it's how your body feels or, or those, yeah. those uh, triggers, not the right. I'm, I'm trying to be so careful in my language with you now. So I'm just saying the word I comes to my, like those triggers are those moments that you're trying to identify sooner. So yeah. that's all, that's, that's the good news. And then, and then ironically, the bad news is you're more in tune with your body and your mindset and all those things. Like, so you you can kind of see it all, but you also have to like be with it all at the same time. So mm-hmm. I, I like that you're, you're just, it's okay to be in that space and just notice it and, and find that gift. What, what mm-hmm. do you see comes from that? Okay. Now I've seen, I've stepped away. I'm in the helicopter, but eventually it's got to come back down to the ground. Mm-hmm. What's the first steps I'm taking after that moment? So you're saying you've you've had your helicopter ride in your and your yeah seat. You, you're like you've okay. created some spiritual perspective for yourself right. right I've stepped away and but now I've got to step back into it uh, yeah. in some respects but now I'm more aware of uh-huh. maybe the meaning or the gift as you put it what yeah. what, are, what do I do next? Well, this is, I think, what's cool is because isn't that where the self-care really starts? Mm. And that's sort of the that's sort of the disrupt that we need to do for ourselves. Ah, uh, okay. Right. When I say, oh, just stop, just stop, just you know, take a breath. Yeah. And that's a disrupt. So then when you come back, here's my answer for you. Um, because there can be 20 different answers, right? Sure. But come back in. 
and approach it. No, if you can know that it's all going to work out, it's going to be okay. You're going to get to 10 o'clock. Then how do you need to take care of yourself now? What if it's just the action of asking, what do I need now? Because your now in that question is different than the now of before you took the helicopter ride, right? Right. right. And no one can do that for you. That is your inside job that only you can do Hmm. is to ask, what do I need now? And if you're not used to asking yourself that, then, you know, welcome to the journey. It only can get easier. Yeah. Maybe you don't even know what you need, but at least you started asking yourself. Right. I I love the segue to self-care and that, and that the, the positive interruption that can create or the space that can create what's how important is that for getting to this, to this place, you know, to, to find when you, when you, when we spoke earlier, you said, you know, I'm, I'm I'm at like the best chapter of my life right now. Right. Mm. What, Mm -hmm. what role is self-care played for you? And then as you work with people, just maybe putting your coach's lens on Mm -hmm. what role does it play in helping people, work through that, that stuff, uh, to, to get to that other, other place. You know, bottom line, Brian, I just, honestly, I put it first. My self-care is, is rock star these Mm. days. Um, by these days, I mean, even before COVID, I mean, certainly there's hours worth of conversation led by, you know, what, what happened insightfulness wise or self-care wise during COVID. But in the big picture, it's also part of getting older and realizing, oh, I've got a lot more self-permission here. And it's easier for me at now at this decade of my life to put myself first than it used to be. Mm-hmm. But but when I, when I sift it down into your question about why can I stand up in my life and say, oh, things are great, right? Because I, my self-care is just automatic now. Certainly compared to it being last on my list in for many years. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's like anything you want to take on, you know, maybe if you like, like the example of working out or physical fitness, right? If you've never done something in that direction and then you just start and then pretty soon you have a habit. So I guess that could be one way to say it too. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a super strong, reliable habit of self-care. You know, the first thing that had to go out the window for me was any conversation around selfishness. Interesting. Anything. Because I noticed that's my limitation. That is what keeps me from not radically going full out and doing whatever it is that I need that's realistic, right, in the moment. Hmm. And the more I did it, and then the more I noticed how much more abundance I was creating in not just money abundance, but abundance in all areas, right? It, it just fuels, it fueled the tank for me to do even more of Mm. it. Mm. You, you always have a unique where, where I think you're going and then you, your answer is always like, not even on my radar, right? I'm thinking, yeah. oh, okay, she's she's going to tell me the do thing, right? She's giving me the yeah. five steps you wanted in here from your coach that first. Right, 
I can't. And you go to like, no, I changed my story. I'm like, shit, I missed it again. I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I'm going to get there, Jen. I'm going to get there. You're so funny. Oh, that's, but I bet you that's a step that we all, or either I'm going to say this to make myself feel better, but I think it's a step we easily step over. We're like, oh, cool. Self-care. I'm going to go do yoga. But your, your, your first go-to move was really about the story you were telling yourself, going back to our, our theme here, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I, I had these conversations. And I want to I also insert here, this isn't a usual thing that I talk about to other people. I think, you know, this is really fun for me to just really own it out loud. Yeah. Hey, I'm a self-care rock star these days. <laughs> what does that look like? And what does that feel like? But yeah. if it's something that I can, you know, give your audience to inspire and help and even challenge to take more of it on. Yeah. That's my voice right now. Hmm. And it's been the culmination of a lot of work and yeah. it feels really cool to own it. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's, it, it is a, it's, I'm glad you're owning it because, uh, because it, you, you can hear it and feel it and see it and you've lived it and it's authentic. And I think that's, um, Mm -hmm. just that one piece of, of, I've worked in my mind as a high performer on my self-care and it's a lot of doing and it's, and I've, I've I've skipped this step because this is the, this is the one that bites me. This is the one that feeds that cycle. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's that's right. You named the place where I've noticed in in my variety of clients, right, where the self-care conversation falls apart. Hmm. It's because it's seen as another thing on the to-do list. It can't, it just can't work that way, right? Right. And it's it can't be something that you try to add to your already too busy life. It has to be a shift at that base level of who do I get to be when I take care of myself? Mm. Who do I get to be? And and again, you got to get that selfish part out of the conversation or you're going to tip over every time on it. Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah that's but who cool. do I get to be when I fill my tank first mm. and then launch into, you know, whatever I'm doing? Hmm. Who who is that for you right now? Um, what do you mean? When, who, when you answer who, that question for yourself? Oh, who do I get to be? Yeah, who do yeah. you get to be? Yeah, it's this version of myself that is just the word grace comes to me. Hmm. I get to be, you know, great. And to me, grace means um, just that expression of flow and ease and um, being able you know, one of the goals of, of self-care is to have things roll off your back like a duck. Right. Mm. So I get to be more of that. I get, and I get to be happier for sure. Yeah. And when you talk about, I got to imagine one of the great joys of the work you do is seeing that, that you will use the word breakthrough, right. Where people, I know that's a big part of your, your mission is, helping people find the best versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, would you, that same description you just gave of yourself, would you say that's a common trait amongst others? When, 
what and or maybe I'll I'll broaden the question to when when we are the best version of ourselves, what are we tapped into, or what are we? What does it feel like to get there? Because there's some people that have not experienced that yet. Hmm. Yeah, that's really and I I hear that as in the category of defining what what is happiness for you. Mm. <laughs> you know, because that's I'm sure when you created this whole platform, right? You're looking at what. Well, people need to define what is happiness, right? What yeah. makes me feel happy? Who am I when I'm happy versus yeah. who am I when I'm unhappy? Hmm. Um, so, it, and it doesn't need to be rocket science, you know? And I think even just bringing a little bit of mind science in or brain, the brain, right? We, every personality can experience happiness in different ways. And there's right. different types of personalities, right? Right, right. So, you know, for me, if I say, when I feel a sense of deep meaning or when I feel uh, connected, whether it's connected to myself or connected to spirit, connected to community, right? Just connection. When I feel connection, wow, that makes me happy. Hmm. Other people, it might be, you know, adventure. When I'm, when I'm, you know, in motion or when I'm experiencing something new, that makes me so happy. See how it's all different, right? Great, great point. So we can have a, we can have a meaningless, really philosophical discussion about it. Yeah. (laughs) But I think you were trying to figure out how can I have a specific answer so that I can, you know, create a result in my life. Well, of yeah, I'm, of course I'm trying to yes, do that. Yeah. That's why, yes, I get, I get it. But I, but, but you're, but you're right to point out that's not how it works. And I think that's an important point to make. I think the <laughs> part of my goal also with the question is to, I, I want, I want people thinking about it that there is, there is that place, there is that state of grace, there is that place of, of bringing the best version of yourself to all the different areas of your life. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Sometimes we get stuck and that's a place I can appreciate very much. So (laughs) you're the unstuck. You're lucky. You get to get lots of gifts, lots of gifts, lots of me. What's the coolest (laughs) thing, right? That happened when you were stuck. Oh my God. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. What, what area you, so when, you know, when you listen to a conversation like this, you're like, wow, man, she's, she's got this stuff figured out. Like, is there an area you are working on or more aware of now at this, in this chapter? You know what, what that kind of, that topic, right. Is I always go straight to um, my relationship with my daughter. Uh, Mm -hmm. So parenting, right. Okay. Yep. And currently, she's in the middle of her college spree. Um, just turned twenty-one, oh and my gosh. you know, ages and stages. And so, yeah. I've always been just passionate and committed to uh, being a great mom. You know that my role as mom is is just my huge thing. Yeah. And so, right now, in that relationship and in my commitment to that being such a big part of my life. It's I'm I'm having to let go. I'm having to find as she becomes her own adult, let's say, I get to hold a different space around her. And sometimes I feel like it's hard to catch up with myself. Hmm. 
um, from just, you know, people grow fast sometimes and, you know, and that's the place where I can, I could, I can fall into that swamp of really beating myself up Hmm. if I feel like I messed up, you know, or I could, I can beat up, oh, you should have done that way better, Jen. (laughs) You should have listened better. You should have whatever. Like, so yeah, that's a real key area. Um, I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. mm -hmm. that self-analysis that is that considered all part of the self-talk too i do that all i did it today i got off a call i was like that was a stupid thing to say you know and then i'll beat myself up for an hour about it is that self-talk as well or is that a kind of a different that's def that's a that's an award-winning negative self-talk right <laughs> you got a hey, high performance right so yeah. i'd be good at it <laughs> yeah 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 so you yeah. sounds like you were aware that you were you know, doing that. And then, yeah. 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 And you get to choose to step out of it. And if you want to bring self care into that conversation, it's like, Oh, okay. I'm totally shooting all over myself right now. Right. Right. Let's stop for a second. What do I need? What do I need right now? Yeah. And then see what it sounds like to be gentle with yourself. That's where you could let some grace in. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, what would I have done? You know, what what if what I did was perfect? Because hmm. so you great. don't know, you don't know. No. no, you just think you know. Yeah, <laughs> create. I create the whole the whole thing. I, no, no doubt. I love that. That's such a great suggestion pause. and a good segue to kind of wrap things up. Where you know, I'm interested. There, there's. I know there's not an answer to this. So I, I but I wanted to. Oh, get that's to, a great setup. For yeah, question, I know. Because <laughs> I've I've figured out that I'm asking you questions that are impossible to answer, but you but you've given just tremendous in wisdom and insight. But <laughs> for someone right now that is that is struggling, right? In in some way that with the self-talk or 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 they're managing through the heaviness of life uh, in any way that we could describe right now in the world, where is a good place to to start? Or what advice do you give broadly? To, to people? Because I know you're asked every day <laughs> for, for yeah. various levels of advice. And and if you were to just give like one nugget or one ask of the audience that is in that space right now, what, what would that be? Uh, I want you to just say, so what? Say, so what to yourself? So what? You know, when you set up the question about what if people are struggling? Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's a, let's just say that's a heavy place to be in, right? It's a big, complicated, complex place to be in. And so instead of, I want to, I want to give the simple disruptive approach. And those are two really powerful words. And just stop for a second and look at this pile that's on your head and just say, so what? Hmm. Name what it is for yourself. And so what? Because then what emerges is now what? Hmm. like it. I think the shadow side of this high performer archetype, right, is, the, is this harried, overspent, overdoing, overachiever, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't have time and uh, blah, 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 right? Absolutely. And, and if that's the archetype that's driving these places where we get stuck, we all have that part in us. 
you know, to be able to go, so what? That means just, no, that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. A lot of, it's very freeing. And I think that's, that's a fair, um, it is because we don't want someone else to say that to us, you know, Oh, right. let me talk to you because I got this and that. And they're like, so, so what? what? So what, Brian? So what? Right. Right. You know, even though maybe, you know, you could have paid $500 for that advice. Cause maybe it would have been worth that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. right. But to just, you know, do it for yourself. So what? I love it. Clear your slate. It's, it's freeing. And like you said, there's a lot of complexity and layers to all that, but um, I, I love the approach. I love your philosophy. I love that you've deconstructed some of these complex questions that, uh, that we're working through on this and you've brought a totally different perspective and I appreciate that. And, and thank you for, for being here and for sharing and for challenging and questioning and, and making Good. me laugh. Just yeah, awesome right on. To have you, awesome to have you here, Jen. Yeah. Thank you. This was a blast. So for those that want to grab your book or check you out on your, your coaching and all the other various fun stuff you've got cooking, where, where can folks find you, connect with you, follow you, all that good stuff? Good. Easy place. Uh, go to my website, fullyexpressedliving.com. There we go. I'll make yes. sure we link to that in, in the show notes amongst uh, some of the other cool stuff that you've got there. But uh, thank you. Thank you so much for, for being here today. This was a lot of fun. And uh, I hope everybody was able to, I got like a huge page. I actually had to go to a second page of notes here. So I hope you got something that you could take away and apply and learn from as you can see why I wanted to have Jen here and um, just tons of value there. So I'll have the podcast up on the blog at helpandhustle.com and uh, links to all things Jen and, uh, and make sure you hey. reach out and support her as well. So thank you again, Jen. This was fun. Oh, thank you. And I'm going to go do something to celebrate myself. Right <laughs> awesome. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Brian.